Welcome to Nump Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 212. I'm your host today, David Palermo, and as always, follow us along on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you don't subscribe to the podcast, what are you doing with your life? If you're into the Bills or NFL and you want to hear it raw, unfiltered, look at Nump Bills Fan Podcast like your bullshit filter. On the line, we have Nick Pop from the Red Pintle Tailgate for Pintle Ron's 400 consecutive games. Can't wait to dive into it. And as always, brought to you by Punch Drunk Sports Podcast and their soon-to-be sports podcast network. And as always, don't forget Instagram. Get on it. Check the live feed for live thoughts as you go through your day. And welcome back after the intro. We'll pretend we didn't just pause it and scroll over and have a giggle with Nick Pop from the Red Pencil Tailgate. Hello, Nick. Where can we find you on the interwebs? Hey, you can find me on uh, Twitter at NickPap12. That's N-I-C-K-P-A-P-1-2. Uh, more easy to find us on Twitter at Pinto Tailgate. Um, our buddy Greg... He's kind of our social media guy. He does some amazing stuff on there, but I, I'm I'm on there tweeting as well, so you can get a hold of me there too. Cool. So Nick, do you want to explain like what you do at the tailgate real quick for listeners who don't know, and what yeah, you absolutely. ended up doing this weekend and how it ties in, and if you could touch on the generations and and, and to me, my favorite yeah. part about the tailgate really, if you can describe it. Is, is when I look at these boards, they're, they're, they're plywood, and they have pictures mm. of family members and friends and all cut out, and everybody looks so much younger. Yeah, <laughs> you know, those, are, those are those are old bar tops. That's why it's from uh, the bowling ball shot. Um, Kenny makes them every couple of years, uh, and he just tries to encapsulate everybody that's become a regular or has been a regular in those. Um, so you can find a picture of me when I was seven or eight years old. Sitting on top of the van, drinking a Pepsi with my uh, little hat backwards, and when I actually had hair. Um, so yeah, I'm the I, I'm most I'm mostly famous for being Pizza Pete's son at the panel tailgate. That's kind of my big claim to fame. Um, as my buddies like to make fun of me for saying that a lot, but uh, I'm also the guy, the annoying. I call my people call me the MC. I just say I'm the annoying guy before catch up that does his old college football cheers to get his team riled up and I, I get the crowd riled up. Um, I'm getting better on not cursing as much so we can be a little bit more PG, maybe go a little mainstream, but sometimes I get excited and it happens. So if you're listening, you get offended by me cursing. I'm sorry. Welcome um, welcome to adulthood if you get offended by cursing. And honestly, dude, I mean, like not to say it's wrong, but like it's kind of what football is about. Like, I thought it was a football game. This is kind of my, my uh-huh. excuse. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I say they can go fuck themselves if they really have a problem. But um, yeah, so so uh, that's what I do. Um, what brought Kenny, you down to New York? You went down to New York, and it was yeah. Huge. We we t- we took the train down. We uh, we went down to New York for Kenny's four hundred straight game, home and road. And that's Pinto um, Ron for people who don't know, yeah, right? Pinto Ron, sorry, Pinto Ron, Pinto Kenny. He's getting called all of it. Ken Johnson's his real name. Um, is your dog dying? Like <laughs> my my dog is flipping out downstairs. Shout out Mickey. Um, 
we just got back like you said we just got back in and you called so uh yeah 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 you this. have to train you give us the whole rundown man like so what yeah. made you go like what is it about with 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 kenny aka pinto ron that makes him do it and, and where is he from and you know you guys are all yeah. like so like deep in this <laughs> well kenny kenny and my dad are just two best friends uh who just hung out together I've become best friends with Kenny's son, Brandon, just from those two throwing us a football ass. They go play over there while we have a couple beers and hang out. Um, Kenny's just kind of been, the Johnsons have been just kind of a part of our family since the early 90s. So honestly, I mean, we went down not for his 400th. We went down because my wife's cousin lives in New York and her best friend moved down there last year. So we, jeez, uh, she's going nuts down there. We, yeah. Uh, we went down to visit them. It, it happened to line up perfectly, so we got to celebrate his 400 straight game with him. Um, it, I mean, he's he he really just wanted one time to go to all games home and road, 16 straight. Yeah, and then just kept on with it. Um, apparently, I've been getting it wrong. I always been saying it was the Chiefs game was his last game he missed, but the Chiefs game was the last one he went to before he missed the game. Uh, the last game he missed is actually the last Super Bowl. Uh, I guess the second one against the Cowboys. He brought enough money to buy two scalper tickets the year before, but the price range went so astronomical that year for some reason he couldn't get in. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I was actually at the last game he went to before he missed one. It was the Bills and Chiefs AFC Championship. Bruce Smith knocked out uh, Joe Montana when mm-hmm. he played his last couple of years with the Chiefs. So that was pretty cool. Dude, but, that's a freaking legendary game to be at. Joe Montana Chiefs is really kind of think interesting. So, we it was pretty funny. Everybody was getting pumped up. It was like NFL Weekly or something put out Super Bowl preview and it had Troy Aikman and Joe Montana on the cover, and it was right. It came out right before the the Bills game, and it was like, really, you're already counting counting the Bills out, mm-hmm. and they went and just whooped on them. Good. Good, because Troy Aikman is so overrated, it's not even funny. Don't even get me started there. So I don't know. Is he overrated because he sits with Joe Buck? Or <laughs> he didn't have a great career. Dude. It was good. It wasn't great. So I think uh, that's pretty awesome of him to be dedicated. And, and what's yeah. crazy is that, um, you know, not to pick his reign, but I would love to talk to him sometime if he's ever down. But I would even he's, do it in person if, he, if he'd ever do it. But, like, for real, I would just really want to ask him, like, is it almost therapeutic? Because the older I get, the more I realize, like, holy shit, eight years went by. It didn't even happen to a fucking airplane, man. You know, I went from, like, 23 to 31 without flying. Like, the airplanes change. I was like, where's the little headphone yeah. jack and the stupid-ass cheesy buttons from the 70s? Oh, they don't want... There's no radio yeah. on the armrest? Like, that's... You know, I was on the grind and just kind of concerned with making money and, and paying bills and, and music yeah. and whatever. And it's like... You know, in hindsight, it's got to be, like, the most therapeutic thing ever for this dude to just, like, leave town. Hey, I'm doing this, and I'm just scheduling this eight times a year. And how many people with their vacation time actually do that? They don't. They save it yeah. for something that never happens. So Kenny Kenny has these, his intricacies when he travels. So he has everything booked ahead. He has – I'm probably going to screw it up, but I have, we have it written down somewhere. He makes sure that his flight is – far enough in advance that if anything happens with the flight, he has enough time to drive to the game. So he doesn't miss it. Um, he always keeps enough money to buy two scalper tickets, even though he already has a ticket. Um, and when he comes home, 
he well he used to really be able to kind of pull an all-nighter and make it into work monday and then kind of crash on a monday um so he'll he'll take a bump he'll take a bump when you're you're kind of flying you know i'll take the bump i'll take the four hundred dollars mm-hmm. he used to take his family on vacation with all his racked up miles at the end of the year um and from all the plane tickets he's buying he's taking to hawaii or something nice so right that's pretty he rare. has he has everything down to a science it's very hard. I, I made the joke at the, when I was at the game and we're tailgating. I'm like, I'm going to get Kenny wasted so that he doesn't even remember making the 400. So I told him the night before, and he tried to avoid me um, the rest of the day. But so then I I knew I couldn't get him. I knew he wasn't going to drink it. So I tried to mess with him the entire tailgate. Um, and I kind of made TV when I was just messing with him. If uh, you saw his little clip, I'm just kind of standily creeping behind him just trying to ghost him um so i look like a weirdo but i was just i was like blowing his hair behind him while he was getting interviewed and talking to people just trying to throw him off because it was such a big media event for him yeah why don't you just let the guy shine nick (laughs) he's he's got enough um all times he's yelled at me about not cleaning up for him or something I, i get a few yeah. You're so what you're saying bottle. is you're just like the, the yeah. Are you saying you're like the the, un, the the forgotten, the forgotten guy in the in the background here? No, no. I get way too much TV. Uh, Greg and Noah, who are ketchup squirters, they do a lot. They don't get a lot of uh, media attention as much as they should for everything they do, and they've been around 15, 20 years. And you so. know what doesn't get enough attention? And I'm going to air it out right now. Nobody talks about how genius and. The, the the construction caulk with ketchup in it <laughs> and the mustard you're not, is. You're not the first person that has said that to me. Just how the ingenuity with it. I mean, everything is kind of... It's very efficient. I mean, the like next thing is, to... it's not guar, but it could be. You could yeah. power wash it. Did you ever think about filling one up with a super soaker? Filling uh, the, the pipings, it won't really like, work. We, oh, we thought okay. about this stuff because we... We're trying to figure out how we can get relish or something. So you've already done. Oh, that, all you had to do is ask. I'll have an answer for you. Like, <laughs> I'll text you in a half hour when I'm driving we, to see Deacon in a little bit. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll let yeah, you know. That's a, what, what else do you have on the table for some engineering here, Nick? Like, we're, we're always down for something. There's every couple of years, something new. Like, Kenny got the filing cabinet for my dad. He's like, let's make brownies with it. And he's like, talking over with my dad. So now it's my dad and Mark, and they're like, what can we do next? What can we do next? And I mean, pizza's where my dad makes pizzas for when he was in high school and college. He's like, I'll make pizza in it. Um, so we had the hubcap, and we started with steakums because we played Philly that year. Then we made popcorn because we signed Terrell Owens in 2009. Now we make cocktail weenies because they're easy to serve, and it's an easy finger food. Oh, I um, love that. When I'm hungry, I go over there because my friend uh, Riley – He's so dedicated to the Bills. He moved back. Part of the big reason he he moved to Oklahoma with one of our best friends, Chris. He mm-hmm. uh, was the singer of this band we did, Dawn of War, that Deacon and I did, and Drunk Dean and Dave mm-hmm. Green. It was awesome. And he ended up working with with Riley. And Riley would come over to my apartment on Park Ave with Chris, and we were roommates. And they worked at the uh, the Valley Club on on East and Alexander there in Rochester. And, and yeah. for anybody who knows, it's pretty much like the the most. I believe uh, the owner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, one of them, might actually be a member of it. So one of the yeah, players. the one that, the one that just passed away. Uh, I don't know, but there was a uh, one of them. Yeah. So yeah, the Glazers or something like that. So 
you know, it's the biggest city club there is without like like um, you know, the fanciest without a golf course. Okay. Yeah. So what's interesting is they will come over and work on recipes at night. Um, like after their shift. And if you know anything about restaurants, not to arrow out, they don't they didn't really make I think enough to do all that extra hard work. But it's no. about the experience, about no, building up the resume. They end up moving out to Oklahoma together, and Riley moved back because of the bills. Chris, thank God, stayed out there. And, you know, it's like <laughs> now Riley, what he does is he comes in town. And, Nick, I would love it for – I, I, I want to talk to him about joining up on your side because the reason I don't come every tailgate is like, dude, I leave the house at, like, 830. We're kind of, like, over, like, getting drunk for fucking three hours. And, like, I'm not – I'm really, honestly, more of like a Dungeons and Dragons kind of person with this shit. We're like, I love roster moves. How are you going to work the cap? What is the force of the team? What are we philosophically doing? So, you know, when it came to tailgating, it's like my highlight is seeing you guys and eating my friend Riley's food when I get there and he charges me 10 bucks and he just has pretty much a buffet thing. But I'm telling you, he had this Tennessee barbecue and he always cooks the opposing team's food from their city and his goal is to do it better than they do and oh, wow. yes and it's all that's why I, I want him i was asking you like can this dude like roll towards your end of things on the other side if he gets there early because i think he gets there saturday night and um it's like dude i just want you to taste it, it it's like so fucking like i would even pay for it. it it's so good dude like he did this tennessee barbecue like this this drumstick thing that was like enormous like fred flintstone and it was like the best barbecue chicken that we've ever fucking had. It it, it wow. was just it, it, sort of got incredible. Yeah. Like Riley. So, well, well, we we get pretty full and hammer a lot. You got, I mean, I get there at eight and I have to be like, hey, pizza, pizza in the car with me. But uh, the chiropractor office right next to us usually has a couple spots. That's where like if I know like my mother in law is gonna be coming late or something, I'm like, go pop over there and we'll right. we'll go talk to him, save your spot. That's that's not bad if you want to show up. I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to run like it by and see if his setup even fits somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. dude, he comes with like his own sink and water. Oh, and, dude, I'm fucking serious. I'm fucking serious, man. Like, it's it's incredible. It's not a one upping thing or not. It's it's definitely just, hey, I'm a chef and here's my tools I need. Yeah. And and it's just like, oh my god, you've really thought about this while you were gone because that's he's up this game, dude. Like I'm just like, yeah. holy fuck, you know. But um, so yeah, dude. Uh. Kenny, a.k.a. Ron, has, like, some great food. I love how it's cooked. I love the character of everything. Now, does it does the, the Red Pintle stay there, or does it go? Uh, it, stay, it does stay in Buffalo during the season. He does bring it home back to Rochester. He lives right off of uh, Lexington. Um, Dude, seriously? Yeah. I live off I of... Probably shouldn't, probably shouldn't go too much further. But. Well, I know, but I live right <laughs> near Mount Reed, <laughs> like, at yeah. Shiloh Ave. That's so yeah, funny, so dude. We're like two hours apart. Okay. Yeah, my um, dad. My dad lives right over there by uh, Ridgeway. That's so I, funny, dude. I I won't go too much further. No, so I know. He'll, he'll send me a text of all the people at his house, and I'm then I'll get in trouble. So. <laughs> fucking ESPN shows up, dude. How was yeah. the trip? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. Right, well, we've 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 tailgated his backyard before. That was. Because uh, the local, I think ABC wanted to do a, a morning special. They wanted to do live tailgating, and the Bills got knocked out like a couple weeks before when they thought we were gonna make the playoffs. Oh. And uh, so yeah, we we did his backyard. It was like four degrees. It was like five thirty six in the morning. I had it was years ago because I had to go to high school after. Um, was it a yeah, miserable it was time? 
Or was it fine? It, the, the, so as we're setting up, the wind knocked the army helmet full of grease <sighs> over, and it caught the hood on fire. And we thought, this is this is how it ends. Like this car is gonna blow up. Uh, I think I think my dad and Kenny were the ones who saved the day, but yeah, it was crazy. Dude, isn't that crazy? That's such a billsy thing to happen. Even though people right. hate that term, billsy, but like that's so like a. All right, so we're not even in it, but like we're still gonna do this, and like, yeah, dude, you know what? There's no like seriously. I was telling you before, in text, like, or on the phone, it's just like, I've been questioning why. I've been questioning the bills this this year really fucking hard, and really, it's been and it's become about what you guys do. It's just we're at like the beginning stages of it with our friends, you know. Every year, people keep showing up to the spot that I meant to keep walking by on my way to you guys, you know. And it's like our time's limited, so I want to get the whole party. But when I know the catch up is done, I'm like, you know, I can go say hi and bust Jamie Tilbury's balls, which is which is really fun. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but if you get there too late, he can't understand you. So well, dude, Depends. it's great Sometimes. because there's a lady there. She has the best punch in the world next to the DJ you got. I totally forgot his name. He plays bass. Awesome dude. And like uh, DJ Paul, yeah, yeah, dude, DJ Paul. I've been sneaking over there last two, three games. I don't know if I went last game. Did I know about two games prior and just like hammering down the punch? And and on Monday night, I got really fucking hammered. Thanks, Jamie Tilbury. He doesn't know this, <laughs> but I got me and Deacon were there. I had a sobriety test, and I've been meaning to podcast about our fucking Monday night football trip home because. Man, me and my friend, I thought it was going to come to blows, so I was talking mad shit. I kind of called him a motherfucker because we were arguing about the bills, and, like, I shouldn't have, and I was a dick. I was inebriated, and I got pulled over, I thought, for smoking weed while driving, but really, the speeding, allegedly, I don't fucking know. Like, and, and I ended up busting the cop's balls, called my lawyer in front of him, then I called my dad secretly to ask him what I should do because he's got so many experiences with DWIs, and, dude, like, because I take, I don't know how you guys roll, but, Nick, I do not fucking play. I take from Rochester, I go the 33, or I go the expressway down a Leroy exit, 19. Take a right on 20, take a left on 77, you pass Attica, all that shit. You don't even drive through the fucking, drive through a town until you get to East Aurora, I think, or maybe one town before that. And then I just take 28 all the way in, dude, and it's so fast, except I park, you know where California Road is? Yeah. I park literally like right there. On twenty eight, you know my logic. Okay. You know yeah, my, yeah. you know what my logic yeah, so you is. Take, so you, so you take twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've done, I've gone thirty three, and you're not really hitting anything until Batavia, if it, if it's really bad. Just depending on when I leave. How is Batavia to go through? Batavia is where it's going to slow you down, but it's, it's not too bad until then. It is going to slow you. To Batavia slows down because it's the city and everything. So once you hit thirty three, there it's just like. So how do you go? Down. How do you go now? I'll take I'll take ninety if it's quick enough. What how's the uh, traffic been on the two nineteen and all that? Two nineteen's a pain. Uh last week I left early because a friend of ours got stuck behind when a limo bus left the way so we got home kinda late. But Oh my god. Yeah. The main, the crazy things I, I that happened at, at Tailgate, so We have a guy, Randy the parking guy. It's like a whole experience on Instagram and it's like Randy the parking guy, dude. His brother is Wolverine for fucking Comic Cons around here. Like no joke. Like legitimate Wolverine. <laughs> he has Does the he wear it all today? the time. No. But he's the fucking man. I love their family. They even let us go inside the heat. It's five 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 twenty eight. And they're awesome, dude. Like really fun. Smoke weed with them. 
It's great, dude. It, it's like they're they're all cool. And I call Randy the parking guy. He always talks some kind of shit. I have my spot between the trees, you know. And um, so what we'll do is the whole theory, Nick, is is we walk past all the traffic jams, even in the winter. Yeah. Cold as fuck. Worst games ever last year. Ever I've been to was last year and a year before in the winter. Um, and and I just well we walk by all the traffic and then we skip everybody. We skip probably thirty thousand people. So it's kind of like really worthwhile then for for us not to be in a lot. It's just when we leave here at eight thirty and then it turns into eight forty five and then it, we end up there at fucking ten forty five and then uh, it's like fuck, dude. Like I don't want to get there super. I'm not trying to be a bummer about tailgating. It's just like I can only be drunk for so long. And it's all about it's all about, it's all about scrambling. So I mean, we get there at eight. Uh, we, you know, you gotta have a couple. You can't be crushing them. You can't be doing shots early. I mean, some people do. God bless them. If you can handle it, I'm too old to deal with that. It's kind of throttle in. Then usually my boy uh, Ryan, who who works at or actually runs Dorado on Park Ave. Yeah. He'll come with his tequila. If I don't, so I have a new plan. Every time I do a tequila shot, I eat a piece of pizza, shot pizza, shot pizza. So I have a base, so it's not just sitting there getting me hammered. Unlike the opener, when it's I like didn't a, do it's that. It's like a sponge. It's like a nice yeah. sponge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If somebody reminded me to do that the release. opener, I wouldn't have been a mess and had that lady near you yell at me. But. Yeah, what happened? That was so weird. I just see this lady all upset. She looks like the nicest lady in the whole world. Look Maybe it. she's not. Look, at Aaron Williams came. He did the show. Aaron Williams got beyond fucked up. Sean Merriman was there, and he likes to have a couple cocktails. Uh, so I got a little wasty pants cause they wanted to drink with us. And, uh, yeah. So when the chargers did that whole team celebration, uh, I yelled, that's some cocksucker motherfucker bullshit. And her and another lady in front of me decided to yell at me cause it was cursing in the stadium. But yeah, it got a bill heated, but luckily I made friends with a security guard, John, who's a sweetheart. Um, yeah. And I think you kicked out that guy. But, yeah, Dude, that's, that's so funny. Hey, I thought you were going to get kicked out. I thought I was going to get kicked out, too. I, I was ready to go. My wife stepped in chat. I was like, what's going on? I'm like, apparently you can't say motherfucker anymore. And uh, I got saved. Hey, let me go get my dog. She's going nuts. All right, dude, I'll pause this real quick. All right, Nick. So you took care of your dog. You didn't shoot it, I hope. No, nope, um, she's good. No shotguns. So nope. you said you were saying you're shocked you got left. You, you're, you're put back in in the game time? Yeah. I, I I mean, I don't know how many free chances I get, like how many times you can get kicked out for they take away your season tickets, but like that tickets is 92, so I'm hoping it's not too much. But I think that John was awesome, and I made friends with him in the preseason. <laughs> I probably got kicked out. So, yeah, the second game, uh, I wasn't – and so I decided I wasn't cursing. I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep myself. I'll just say yeah or something. So halftime, I was checking my fantasy team. I'm like hunched over on my phone. And he comes over. He thought I was sleeping. He goes, well, you're not pumped up this game? I'm like, come on. It's halftime. I'm checking my phone. Mm-hmm. I'm not cursing. I'm not cursing. But, oh, man. Dude, you just it, never you just never know, man. Like like a, boo, a Bills. It's like I used to get so mad at like the kid behind me because he would like say the dumbest shit. And like I just can't. You know what I mean? I just fucking can't. I'm like, I, and now I look at myself, my old self, and I'm like, what was I? I care what that dude thinks. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah but, like, why. sometimes it's like, 
Yo, cause, because to me, I look at it like this, to be honest with you. I sit around a lot of people who don't have to go to work to pay for their fucking tickets, frankly. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, it sucks for me when I like, it's a struggle to make it out here. The bills don't stop calling me to fucking pay them. So yeah. guess what? Uh, you know, and I had three tickets at one time. It was a pain as to sell them. Even this year, people fucking bail. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I'm not even, it's, it makes it not fun. It, it makes it not fun to have $680 fucking dollars out there. I'm so much of a delinquent. I'm so bad at selling them. You know, and it's just like, and then and then it becomes publicized that tickets are like five bucks because one idiot's just trying to get rid of them. Yeah, dude. Make sure it goes to somebody, so then everybody thinks that's what the price is. Oh, uh, did you see this? And it's just like, okay, do you want to help a friend, or do you want to yeah. be a fucking asshole? Because that's not really cool, dude. You know, yeah. it, it, it's. Uh, like, like, do you did you ever have the old ticket where it actually said the price of the ticket on there? Yes, the paper. Yeah, the paper ticket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yep. how it should be. Just pay the face value. Yeah, and, 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 and but no, you know. And then I, yeah, yeah dude, don't even get me fucking going because I might get too personal on this podcast right now. I'm gonna fucking, <laughs> I'll trash everybody around me, myself, my friends, <laughs> fucking everybody. So it, it's like, you know, honestly, that's why I try to to, to look at sports to make me happy. So like this year, it's been really weird for me. Um, just because like the team has been so awful, but do you have anything else left for, for Ron? Anything we should know for Kenny? I'll do respect proper name. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's the same old going to keep partying, keep doing a tailgate. Um, we're, we're pretty, we're good friends with, uh, Pancho Bia. Yeah. Yeah, so, dude. Any, love, I've been trying to get that dude on the podcast and I keep losing touch. I've been talking over like six he, weeks. He is everything. He got a call from Sean McDermott to go pump up the team. The night before the game. No fucking shit, dude. Personally called him, yeah. He's dude. Just, like, I've always known him as the guy on road trips that wore girls in bikinis on his shirt. I just knew him as that guy. Um, and we had, you know, we'd have drinks. Him well, dude, I, met him, I met him at your tailgate last year with Jamie. Yeah. Just a sweetheart. Yeah, he's dude. He's a super dude. nice dude. Um, And I yeah. wish him the best, man. He's got all the support around him. And, and it yeah. don't get better than this for him. Like, I'm so yeah, happy trying, for him, dude. We're trying to see if... Uh, like either Eric Wood or Aaron Williams or somebody wants to uh, see if we can do like a little thing like we did with Jonah Shabbat. Like, hey, he'll we'll sport him a catch up if you get another thousand donated for Poncho. Because I mean, yeah, that guy's a trooper. All the own bullshit he has to go through. So, um, yeah, yeah we're, we're working out details. We have nothing finalized yet. Um, well, if you need any help in the promotion department, man, like obviously absolutely. call absolutely. me. Go me. slash Poncho Power. I, every little bit helps the poor guy. I mean, I mean, I see. I, I can't like. I always look away at like the toxic stuff on Twitter. I I can't turn away from it. They're like, "How's this guy showing up at every game?" And I'm like, "Cause he was a nice guy. He made a lot of friends of people. Like, how's he afford chemo? Well, he doesn't. So that's why there's a, a go right. And, and and cancer's a whole fucking scary topic. You I know what I mean? You can go down so oh, many yeah. rabbit holes with that, and it's like we're not here. This isn't the podcast for it. But it's like. When you find out the fucking ruse of it all and the business of it yeah. and, and, and how scary it is, and you're kind of like left. We're, we're, we're exactly. And we're left like, wait, I want my shit, you know, right. And it's like, dude, I had a, a, one of our very good friends in the hardcore community, Bud Burdick, one of our really, really good friends. Mm-hmm. And he's somebody that you would want, you know, if you have a daughter to be with. Just an incredible oh, yeah. human being into yoga, into body, his tempo, fucking helpful, super charitable ate super clean like like vegan everything and then mm-hmm. you know 
he has leukemia. Jesus Christ. And he didn't want to go through the chemo again. Um, really? Yeah. And, and and he went through it so many times and he passed. He, he ended up passing away and it was like, dude, it was like one of the, it was like one of the most flip your table moments of life, dude. And it's like, you know, again, Kenny, Pinto, Ron, like, the dude wants no fucking fame. He don't care about it. He don't care about a picture. He don't care about all that shit. He just goes, dude. He just goes. You know what I mean? And it's just yeah. like, it, it's the right reasons to do it. And, and and that's what it's about. Whether the team is good or bad, whether I think McBean's process is horseshit or not, it doesn't matter. It's about... Seeing nip pop with your with your fake hip soon, <laughs> and my fucking hair that's balding with my long hair eventually. You know, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna have my scalp with with you know. I'm gonna have my tatanka eventually. That's yeah, what I want to look great, like in life. Great, it's gonna be great hockey hair when you get Dude, the skull going. I'm telling you though, like one day I want to have such no life that I show up to to Bills games in a fucking bus, and I finally have the Madden bus I've always wanted to create. But the thing is, is I've never I've I've ta- I don't know I've talked to you about this, haven't I? Yeah. Like I really genuinely want to fucking do it, but then I went to a game on mushrooms and I'm just like, fuck, everything's ruined now. Because <laughs> <laughs> then I start going down like my conspiracy rabbit holes. I'm like, god damn it, the fucking military industrial complex. It's right in front of me, and I'm in like Twitter arguments with Eric Turner at Cover One, and I'm yeah. just like on Twitter and I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't really care to see my tax dollars or Erie's going into these fucking airplanes over my head every game. I mean, Nick. That's a whole other topic. I'd like to talk to you. You've been to a lot of games since 92. So it's like there's a lot of damn fucking pageantry here, and I have a lot of friends that go overseas and don't come back, and friends yeah. and family. So, like, if I have a problem with it, it should be an open platform to wonder, oh, we're having a salute to service. Oh, the NFL salute to service. What? What? Why? It, like, what? This is stupid. Oh, it's, the, it's the uniform. patriotism. Exactly. But so I'll tell you what. It when keeps that, it when light. When that guy comes over and they show him overseas and he's pumping up the crowd – Gets me every time, dude. It does. Like it, it does. Juice, it's Juice Wade's like, dude. This guy came home. Cause they're playing with my fucking and, emotions, Nick. I know, right? I, I see know. the Bills he, fucking Bill, mafia overseas, and like, dude, I'm Bill, all like, yo, yeah. I'm all. Bills could, be, Bills could be down forty-one to nothing, and that guy comes out, and he's kind of stoic, and then he's like, let's get pumped up. And I'm like, I'm ready to cry. And they show him over, and like, you know, he's down there thinking, like, oh man, there's me and Joe and Steve, and. You know, R.I.P. Those guys, uh, they didn't make it home. It's like, fuck, I don't care how much they're making, just for that guy, choose, choose, choose that way to squeeze. You know what I mean? Well, dude, exactly, and that's the thing is like, I'm more kind of like in the broader aspect of it of, of the conversation, which is like that dude shouldn't be there in the first place. So, and and for him to come back, and and yeah. you know, for the lucky few that do get to celebrate, like, thank mm-hmm. you for representing your brothers. I'm in a band now with this dude who's a sergeant major in the army. I don't, oh, wow. I don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. So like. Uh, I'm trying to use that as like a I'm a patriot like made mm-hmm. in America is tattooed on my fucking body on my shin since yeah. I was fucking 20 with an American ego like so if anybody wants to say like I'm anti-patriot you could gladly go fuck yourself and I'll gladly have yeah. you on any podcast to talk about it but it's just like that's what the games are about is really like letting go of everything and being with like the people yeah. you care about and love and like hey man let's figure this out together and it really is about the drinking of beer it really is about hanging with the friends you know yeah. So it's nice to see Kenny fucking 400 games straight, dude. Like, incredible. Like, it's just inspiring for whatever you do. Do you know what I mean? Like, whatever you're into, it just gives you a reason, like, let go, forget the rest of the stress, and just fucking embrace the loved ones around you. 
Oh, exactly. It's if you have a passion in life, go for it. Go for it a thousand percent. Like the same reason that Travis Barker said he tattooed his for his the side of his head. So he didn't he could only go for drumming a thousand percent and he had no option to fall back on. Your passion is go for it. I thought that was the reason I got my dog tattooed on my hand. Like I'm just gonna fucking play hardcore. Fucking New York hardcore for life. And then I fucking still work construction and uh, have learned actually how to sell jobs to clients as they're staring at your dog tattooed on your hand. So it's actually kind of like helped me sell jobs, unfortunately, yeah. but like I don't really care. <laughs> like no? I'd rather be playing any kind of fucking, I'd rather be playing the skin flute live. You kidding me? Like this is fucking dumb. Like, I don't Would you play like Nickelback. Would you be a Nickelback cover band? No. Tell you what you got. With the curly hair, dye it blonde, so you can do a little Chad Kroger. Nick. <laughs> Nickelback has never been mentioned on this fucking podcast. 212 of them, and you just ruined it. By the way, you're, you're, so they say you got to do what? 20, sh- 20 podcasts before it becomes a thing? Like every every podcast, they, they uh, make it really I 20. heard number 30-something. 30? And I you're used at, to be all bothered about it. Yeah, I don't fucking play, dude. You're, here you go, man. You're full in. No, I am all in. I don't have keep anything it, else going. This is, this is it. This is your, this is your road. This is your consecutive games. Get to episode four hundred. Dude, I could pause it and we could talk about the game and do a segment about the game if you want. Uh, eventually, I think my wife's yelling. Well, but. you go get going and we'll talk. But like, real quick, uh, where did you sit with? Uh, where did you sit going into this game? Oh man! Hey, okay, anyway, okay, okay. Keep I mean, it sixty <laughs> seconds, and we'll preview it. And I want to get back to it Wednesday, Thursday, or even okay. even tomorrow night. Probably Wednesday, Thursday. Every, everybody on the train, they're looking like, "Hey, go pills! We're gonna get them." I'm like, "Yeah, they're they're going." It's this is this is gonna be yeah. The funniest thing I had in this, but I'll leave it at this. I get off the train. I get out in New York Penn Station. Two guys are out there. They have Jets hat on. I go, and the kid guy goes up to me. He goes. Yeah, it's just we're gonna kick your ass. I go, dude, it's the two worst teams in the league. Who cares? And so his buddy goes, they're the third and fourth worst teams. They're still the Giants and the Raiders. I go, you are shit talking with a brain in your head, there, buddy. Like that was the best comeback I've had. Uh huh. And then I see <laughs> on Arizona. That, that people who watch Arizona, they say they're worse than the Bills. And then Matt Barkley comes in, and it's like, dude, all I'm looking for is NFL fucking quarterbacking. I'm not looking for Peterman. I've been talking to you all year in offseason. Like, Peterman's a waste of a roster spot. Should not even be on the team. What the fuck he, are you doing? He, if he, I'm, I'm, I think he's gone. Uh, is he? Like, I've been waiting for my phone to fucking ding well, here's, here's for 10 Allen's, weeks now. Allen's hurt, and I think Anderson's done. If he's still in concussion protocol of 35, he's done. I think he's thirty six. I think he might be. So I think they're waiting for somebody to be healthy, and they're like, "See ya, bud." Okay. Well, Logan Thomas threw a great spiral right in front of you. Okay, his footwork was second to none, and you have Terrell Pryor. So how about we use the fucking uh, our roster wisely and get rid of your fucking Bible thumper and let's go, dude. Like, let's let's go. There's so many. Are you on the Bible train? Don't give me the Bible train. Uh, What's that one? What what train? They only. They only. They only sign guys that are uh, Bible thumpers. Okay, can I be honest with you? <laughs> can I be I fucking put, honest with you? Have you ever seen a Bills? Have you ever seen a? Have you ever seen a Bills team more Bible thumping than this one? 
Let's ask that. Chan Gailey is yeah, the closest dude, one. Every every kid in the SEC is a Bible thumper. Well, here's the thing. Every it's, kid. It, here's the deal. Every. I'm not disagreeing because it's a Bible thumper sport. That yeah, was my point. At, that was go, my point on Twitter. Go, so for trying to look at Alabama, the, the what do they call this or Nick Saban's wife, like Miss Mammy or whatever her name is? Come on, it's yeah. The Bible thumping thing is way too much of a stretch. Uh, okay, I'm on the full board of like I, Brandon Spikes is my favorite Bill in the past 15 years because he was a scumbag. But listen to me. I'm telling you, Nick, listen carefully. Chan Gailey was very proud about his faith, okay? But he was not like this. That said, do I think that they're favoring certain guys on a roster personnel-wise? I don't know. But I do know I'm giving Trending Buffalo a lot of credit for actually having the fucking balls to say something. Because yeah. I caught a lot of shit on Twitter for pointing it out. And honestly, dude, I take offense to it, man. I grew up fucking Catholic. I am 100% Italian. And in fact, I guess I'm related to a fucking saint named St. Padre Pio. My mom tells me. And my mom is in Italy right fucking now. And But I, again, just like anything, to me, I'm more of a, a, of a finder of like bullshit filtering. So it's like anything that's on the table, it's just... Nick, stranger things have happened, buddy. <laughs> like, stranger yeah. things have happened, yeah, man. <laughs> you know, so it's like, I'm just saying, like, no, they better not. I hope not. At the same uh, time, I'm more of a, your job as a general manager has a baseline, and your job as a head coach has a baseline. If the head coach is calling the shots, and for the general manager, if you're saying that he's in control, McD, which is what all the reports are, that it's McD's show. Well, there's yeah. a lot of foresight that's being missed, and just having a good defense is not good enough because Wade Phillips has a top five defense every fucking year, first year, no matter where he goes. It's all oh, about I coaching. Phil- I bet you Wade Phillips is super religious from Houston, Southern Draw. I bet you anything he goes to midnight Yeah, but I'm not mass, talking but- about religion anymore. I'm talking about just in general about, like, I'm not impressed if you have a good defense because we've seen guys make oh, yeah. suitable defenses year one. So I can't. You know, special teams, I still don't remember when the Bills had a special teams touchdown. You know what I mean? They, they've had, like, maybe three good returns in, like, two years. So, it's like, yeah, it's, I, I, there's it's nothing to look forward to. And yeah, I don't, Brand, did, was Brandon Tate, he probably randomly took it back when he had to be the last one, right? I don't think he ever took it back. I think the last one was really Leotis McCalvin up the sideline down by us. Uh, I miss Leotis McCalvin because he always played – get a lot by young Jeezy before he played. And, dude, and that's why just every white dude in the offense. Or I would hear that dude that stands dude. Going, <laughs> and Nobody knows what young Jeezy is saying. <laughs> it was hilarious. To dude, me. he had the best interviews ever in life. Oh, as yeah. Leotis McCowan. But you know what I'm saying? It's just like, hey, do you know the name Aaron Cromer? I don't know if you listen to the stupid podcast, yeah, yeah. but I ran on him. You know where he's at, right? Well, where, where, he, he, where did he wind up? He's a good coach. He's just an idiot. Really good coach, right? Yeah, but he's just where did where did we where media, so so fuck. can I ask you a question? Uh, where did um? Oh my god! It just happened. Hmm. It just released Peterman. Oh shit! Live on the podcast. Live on the podcast. All right, breaking news: Nathan Peterman just released. Uh, on the line is Nick Pop for he doesn't know it, but five minutes. 
So Nick, Nate <laughs> Peterman is released. What the fuck took so long? Told you they. I, we just talked. I told you they're waiting for somebody to get healthy. Josh Allen must be healthy. So he's got to go. Look, it's about time. I have been waiting since fucking February for this dude, or March. Since, since the new league year began, I have been waiting for Nate Peterman to start. And here's the, in a nutshell, Nick, because I know you got to go, and I'm sorry. But oh, in a nice. nutshell, my whole thing with Nate Peterman has been this, is as a Bills fan, the, 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 the roster spots are so valuable. We love any kind of nugget or morsel of hope, whether it's Rashard Mendenhall's brother that ends up getting cut before even he sees an OTA. I was all into him on buffalobills.com, okay? Whatever guy they bring in, Ruval Martin, I am fucking reading about you, Ruval Martin. Marcus Easley, fourth-round draft pick out of Connecticut. Dude, you only had one year of production, but, dude, I am all in. Where is Marcus Easley? Why is Ruval Martin out there? Well, he's a better special team. Damn it. And then you got this Nate Peterman character that statistically has the worst career ever as a Bill or a quarterback since the modern age of football, which is the 40s and up. And you are telling me he makes it, and all he did was just take up time from somebody else. Like, I'd rather see a Paxton Lynch who fucking flamed out than uh, that was a former first-round pick that I might have hope on, or even a 28-year-old Matt Barkley who should have been here because – the Cincinnati Bengals signed Matt Barkley, and you picked up their scrap in, in, in fucking McCarron and trade him away like a genius, but you're eating dead cap, and Eric Wood can't even get a proper retirement. I hate that. I hate that. So this is fucking, again, about time, right, Nick? What do you think? Oh, that's, that's, that's crazy. I feel, I feel bad for the guy. Well, Everyone has one other man's job, but it, he, just, he has the yips. He needs just, he needs, like, like sit up the season, get a quarterback coach, work with him, go get the, the dude in in California, the, oh, George something, George Whitfield, go get him, work on your stuff, get to yourself, get comfortable. Because every time he throws, he has his head at that subconscious level that it's going to be a pass well, dude, he, he just can't he can't help himself. And honestly, the thing that that Mike and I, my friend Mike Smith and I, were talking about is just sometimes you just gotta have to 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 go off of the read that is your number one, okay? Yeah. And you have to look at mismatch football. And that's my whole beef has been like, guys, David Culley, I made the mistake of ripping on the quarterbacks coach David Culley, saying he had no experience. I'm gonna own it right now, saying that David Culley had no experience at the quarterback position. Yada yada yada. He played quarterback. In college, okay? McDermott made us aware of that, and he worked under Andy Reid's staff, and all because he isn't credited doesn't mean he can't do the job. But when we're looking for a fall guy here, I'm looking at David Culley, and I'm looking at you have a draft pick and Josh Allen. That needs as much help as he can get already before he even gets to the Bills, and you don't even set him up with the guy who's had a 1,000 yards passing in the NFL, and, and A.J. McCarron, and then Nathan Peterman, who is literally the abomination of the NFL at the position. No offense to him, and not even a pun at Jesus, believe it or not. It just kind of worked out awesomely. So credit to me there. Thank you. There's a win. So look, the guy is just, he, he literally hindered your team. There's so many. Do I have to mention all the players the Bills cut when McDermott came in that could still be on the Bills? They were under contract already, and affordable ones like Roby Coleman, Darby, there's two cornerbacks already on the roster. You could have had other guys. You give away two picks for Josh Allen, two extra picks for Tremaine Evans. Like, stop. You know, you could have had all your holes filled up, and now you have this other guy who is a hole, 
And you got EJ Manuel. You can say whatever you want about EJ Manuel. He wasn't this bad. Say whatever no. you want about Carol Dale Jones. He never even got a shot, and he was already on the roster. But apparently Carole, he got Carol Jones is available. He's on. He's only on the practice squad. You know what I'm saying, though. It's just kind of like okay, we already had these people in the building, but they're not your guys or do it your way. Well, why don't you give them a chance to show them your way instead of wasting all this money and then wasting time with Nate Peterman? I want to see something as a Bills fan, Nick, and I'm going to shoot it to you. We needed something to look forward to. And, dude, literally from 1 o'clock to 105, I went on Instagram and shredded the whole McBean process again, as usual. And I was like, you guys got to find me something to fucking look forward to. I really hope Matt Barkley's it. I don't know what's up. His whole thing on the Eagles is he was under Chip Cowley, whose head was up his ass for three years. And he would have been a first-round pick. My dad and I were just talking about it at Santa Motors in the shop last week. Like, dude, I wonder what Matt Barkley, because I eyed him up at the draft time. And when he kind of falling around four and five, I'm like, what the fuck? And what he could yeah. clearly do is read a defense, make checks, make adjustments, Nick, and find the open holes. He had, he had a reoccurring shoulder injury in college. He got knocked out his senior year. Um, and it was his, like, second or third shoulder injury so that people get scared shoulder injuries for a quarterback. So that's why he dropped. He should have never went to Philly. Should have came out after his junior year because he had a really good junior year, but – what do you think about the process taking forever for Nate Peterman? What 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 can you give the coach the benefit of the doubt and don't? So what's your whole? I'm gonna give you the floor for a minute or two, and then uh, I'll probably just let's let you go. go. Let's do let's do Wednesday. I gotta run. All right, dude. Wednesday preview. Definitely. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> no problem, brother. You, I gotta go. Bye. I'll see ya. All right, on the line we have Adam Deacon because I'm a loser and uh, two guests in a row caught me off because they gotta go. So, anyways, on the line, Nate Peterman released. So, uh, Deacon called Adam Deacon because I'm going to go see you anyways. Mentioned you on the podcast. I'm going to go chill. Um, Nate Peterman just released. I just broke you the news. Uh, quick thoughts? Good riddance. And there you have it. That's Adam Deacon. Where can we find you on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook? Adam the Bills fan. Find him in the Bills Mafia group, the best Facebook group or any group for any Bills fan. And I'm not kidding. Okay? I haven't pimped it lately, but I'm all about it. So, Deegan, anything else for class before we uh, hang out? No, but, I mean, Peterman had to go. He's the worst. His his passer rating was 32.5. Did I catch you doing something weird? I hear opera in the background. (laughs) No, man, I told you. I'm trying to watch this 49ers game. I need... 16.21 16.21 points out of George Kittle to win my matchup this week. You got some national anthem going on in the background. I just want to punt that dude in the head. I hope someone throws the football in his head. His voice is so beautiful. Uh, dude, it's been too long. You're right. He had the worst passer rating. I, I just 8.6 with some of your throws are going to the other team. Yeah, is it? I just don't. I don't know what didn't click there like I, I i just watched him play i was like how did this how did this guy beat clemson <laughs> you know no i feel you i uh, feel you I it, it was uh it was a little bit weird you know it's it just just he needed development time and they didn't take the time to develop him and then he just ties up a roster spot. That's what me and Nick were talking about for a second. You know, he just ties up a roster spot. Yeah, I mean, they gave him every opportunity, so it is what it is. Did you like Matt hey, Barkley compared to Nathan Peterman? 
Oh, yeah. No, he ran that offense really well. He executed better than anyone we've seen this year, you know. No offense to Josh Allen. He just doesn't have the experience. Right. I ain't knocking Josh. That's just a learning thing. You know, and that's that's what's cool is, like, what the organization has to, has to realize is that, like, we're sports fans, but you just got to give us something to watch. Give me something to look forward to. Matt Barkley, I can watch the rest of the season now. Like, for real, I can watch the rest of the season because he did that. At least I can watch the next couple games. And the Bills technically could run the table and go 9-7. So there is that. It just kind of sucks that it took them to get to this point to start, you know, letting go of the handcuffs of your players and your coaching because clearly the offense was just a different animal. But we also had our first signal caller. Yeah, you know what? We talked early on the phone. I can't really crush Derek Anderson. He was shoved into duty way earlier. And, and trust me, it would be typical radio to crush a player, but I'm not going to. Like, just. That, it, it was like the typical Bills move that, like, <laughs> you know, not even that, like, the same people are, are in the front office, but, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? They called, they called Kyle Orton off his couch. Like, would Derek you. Anderson, <laughs> Derek Henderson probably didn't plan on playing football at all, you know? Would you ever think that the fourth preseason game that apparently I didn't even watch, clearly, that McCarron's drive all the way to win the game is probably, like, the best highlight of the season? Like, I feel like I've watched, like, seven other fourth preseason games this year, and it's like, yesterday I'm just like, what is going on? Like, you were you were texting me, and uh, you mentioned that Fossil ruined the game plan. Yeah. Yeah, that that opening that opening pass caught everybody off guard, and they had to they had to try to adjust up off you know first play of the game they had to go in and try to make an adjustment. Dude, we immediately texted, and I just shot a tweet like Bills before that play even happened. Like uh, Bills score because what made me say that Bills score first drive. Or, or in the first quarter, what made me say that is um, because the Jets deferred <laughs> and the Bills took the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like that's so McDermott move is to defer. And it's like they don't and they get points. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's something stupid. I don't know what happened a week prior. I, you know, I really don't know. I don't really follow the coin toss. But I just, that was kind of like my hunch. I'm like, you know, I bet you the Bills score on this right now. They're going to go down the field right now and, and score. And I just thought it was cool that they, like, didn't forget they had LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, yeah, he found he found his way out of the backfield. So, like, I'm proud of him. What did your son think about the game? Well, truth be told, like, He's really just in it for snacks. Like he just tolerates he just tolerates the football because he knows I'll buy like a bunch of chips, a bunch of candy, though there's probably ice cream, pizza, wings. Well he he don't get, he don't really care about the wings that much. But the pizza. Yeah, you can't ever go wrong with pizza. Nick was no, just- it was a talk about excited. pizza. He was really excited to see that they scored some points, though. Like, I don't know. He he gets more upset when they do bad than he than he gets excited when they when they do well. But no, he was he was glad to see them win. 
He just wants to see some modern football, and I felt like what we saw was 1992 football. You know what I mean? On the offensive side of the ball. Like, that was, like, actually, like, football. And and I felt like, you know, you and I talked through the offseason, too. It's like, I thought that this year with the Bills having six picks, I really thought, like, in the top three rounds, I really thought with Nick Foles winning the Super Bowl that, like, the quarterback position was for not forever change, but almost more eye-opening, like, hey, guys, it, the quarterback position is super important, but it's still about playing as a team. It's still about having him do what's asked of him, you know? And he, he doesn't, he shouldn't ever have to be a hero to win you games. He shouldn't have to be that way. You have a, a 10 other guys uh, out there with him. You have 11 other guys in the defense, and you have a core of special teamers, too, that only play special teams that are very important. You know, and, and it's on coaching. And I think a lot of times that the quarterback gets way too much blunt, brunt of the blame. At the same time, they technically are in control. And, you know, we were talking about um, coaching and stuff earlier. I was mentioning David Culley. Like, he did play quarterback in college. And the quarterback's coach for the Bills, you know. And it's like, but he's a tight ends coach under Andy Reid. Never coached quarterbacks before. And he comes here and finally gets to coach quarterbacks, you know. So I'm, I'm busy bashing him, but he did play. At the same time, it's like, does it mean you're good or not? If you've done it before, who knows? It, it all depends. You and I might be able to coach somebody in a sport and never fucking play it. We can just see what's wrong with what they're doing. You know what I mean? And and, and it is what it is. got to have experience. So I'm, I'm kind of like hit or miss with that. You know, I haven't really beaten a drum that I need a fall guy for why multiple quarterbacks come out of Buffalo in the last two years and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And then it takes Matt Barkley to come in out of nowhere and actually put something together. You know, Derek Anderson has some good numbers for the interceptions happened, you know, but um, again, I can't crush him too while he's trying more than we've had. It's just Peterman should have never even saw the light of day. I mean, and you know, I, there's a lot of Bills fans that are happy to dance on his on his grave here, but I I hate to see a draft pick not pan out personally. Like it, it sucks, but I mean he just he just didn't have it, man. Like you know, and a lot a lot of people wanted to maybe try to justify some some of his inefficiencies and all the interceptions weren't his fault they were bobbled balls and this and that but i mean if he was throwing a more decisive more definitive ball right in the right spot every time these guys would be making more definitive decisive you know better catches so it it works both ways that's that that's the thing with 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 football there's so much like bigger dichotomy to every situation that like we all have our hot takes but like really there's so many other variables in every single in every single situation every single snap of that football there's so many variables and you, you know what i mean like and the whole the whole trick here is just finding finding that sweet spot and there's there's teams right now that are they're riding that sweet spot. The Rams, the Chiefs, the Saints, they're all like in that they're in that rhythm. You know what I mean? Yeah, Matt Barkley kind of gave me some hope because it's like, you know, it's just one game. It's a bad team that looks like they didn't try to some people. 
the Jets, you know. But at the same time, it's just nice to – I have to take the softball victory, which is like I saw my team wearing the colors and jerseys I like perform really good. And I'm so happy for Zay Jones. Uh, I'm so happy for LaShawn McCoy getting a couple touchdowns. I mean, his first rushing touchdown in 10 games all season. It's just like, you know, I was going to have more of another game review later on. I just want to touch on Peterman. But, you you know, we're both on the same page here. We're buddies. You know, we, we kind of share similar ideals. <laughs> we talked on a Monday drive, too. And it's like, you know, just... Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to shit on Peterman. It's just he's just not qualified for the job in Buffalo, and that was my point. Is like I'm more, you and I have always been more of like analytical roster builders. You know, you're obsessed with Madden Ultimate Team. I was, and I hold myself back because I dropped a couple hundred bucks on a, in a month and on it, like a couple years back. Remember, I was like uh, Madden 16, I think. You and I got fucking hooked, and I'm just like, dude, I can't do this shit. And it's like I had to stop, man. And but. It's like I love seeing how a franchise is built and, and all that. And it's like when I see a guy, Nathan Peterman, who needs time to develop I, and he doesn't get it, I can't deal with it. You know, and it's like you have a roster where you're starving for quarterback play and you talk about how it's the most important position on the field. And then you don't even treat it like that. You just end up you just end up taking it and not surrounding it with the best pieces. You know, I've gone over the draft picks all offseason and it's just like. I want the best quarterbacks coach money can buy. There's no cap on quarterback coaches. I don't care if you have a coach for every finger of Josh Allen. I want this dude, okay? What would Putin do? He'd have, like, all the best, like, shit. I'm thinking, like, Rocky Ford again. Are you with me on that? Like, what would, what would like, Rocky Ford do? They wouldn't be eating no chick fucking filet. I'll tell you that. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Give me that fucking Wolverine blood, motherfucker. Let's go, Josh. Josh. Come over, we'll rip some bongs in the offseason, or now, and we'll fucking chill, dude. I'll show you how to eat. Go keto, cut the sugars out, and then just crash on gummy bears like I just did. So, <laughs> but I don't know what the hell I'm even talking about, Tegan. It was great catching up with you, and I'll see you in like a half hour. I'll probably just bring my laptop upload it later on with you. So, I'll talk. I'll see you in a minute. You have any other thoughts, dude? Don't crush Peterman. Don't fucking shoot him hate mail. I really wish Peterman the best. And if he went to the practice squad to the Bills... I wouldn't be opposed to it, but if you want to get technical, you could still do better. There's yeah. that. So, okay. Yep, it is what it is, man. All right, dude. I'll see you in a little bit. All right. Thanks, man. All right, so that's Adam Deegan, and uh, I am really, really, really excited to see him in a minute. Um Crazy breaking news with this Peterman debacle. And uh, hopefully you, you enjoyed us talking about it. Breaking news with Nick Pop and Adam Deacon. So I wonder if I should make one more call here. Actually, I'm not going to. I'm over it. So, as always, follow along. Numbills Fan Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Instagram, check it regularly, please. Check the story. I'll always have some thoughts. Because honestly, you know what I do during the day? I, I listen to some Bill's talk, and then I read some stuff. And I always end up texting with somebody about the Bills or talking about it in my head, thinking, you know, stupid shit. And I don't really want to put, like, an ass-looking video out on Instagram Live. You know what I mean? I think it looks fucking dumb. Because if you look at the, the, the Numb Bills fan Facebook stuff, I try to have that clean. 
you know, Adam Deacon does a wonderful job at making graphics and stuff over the years for the podcast and producing all that shit. So it's like, you know, I like to give it some justice. Deacon put a lot of time into it. And so it's like for Instagram Live, I've just avoided it. Because I'm like, you know, driving around my, my, my car at work, it's all dirty and stuff. I don't want to deal with it. You know, so check it. Apparently not caring anymore. It's about talking. It's about thoughts. It's about sharing ideas. So if you want to share some ideas, come share them with me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Instagram is the easiest. It's the fastest. It's the most instant for me. A picture speaks a thousand words. Yada, yada, yada. Um, I will reply to you in the DMs really, really, really fast on Instagram too. But if you are on Facebook, just give me a minute. But don't. You know, I want to interact. Reddit crowd, you guys are the most brutally honest and kind of highbrow with your nose up in the air on me a little bit. But that's cool. But I love you. And have a special guest coming up. I believe that I can't preview him. So I don't know if he'll do it. But he says he is. But he's from that area of Reddit. And I'm really looking forward to it. Because I want to get the breakdown. Because I feel like it's just like a different kind of fan base. Which is a little bit more logical. And I like it. Um, so as always, this has been the, the, the deep thinkers. Get down to business. Your AKA, your Buffalo Bills bullshit filter. Uh, Numb Bills Fan Podcast. I'm your host, David Palermo. And thank you. Follow along. NumbBillsFan.com. If you ever get lost, there's always NumbBillsFan.com for the latest. If you don't always subscribe to the podcast, please do. Leave the podcast a five-star review. Um, if I see some five-star reviews get DM'd to me, I will guarantee you mail you a piece of merch. Okay? Get me followers on the Instagrams, too. Encourage some friends. Send me some screenshots. I will gladly do a little giveaway of a knickknack of something pills. Just make the damn case and some of your damn address. Okay? And I'm going to give away three things. So stay on the lookout. Three thing giveaways. Get into DMs. Show me you help promote the podcast and that you love it. You want to get on the podcast feed on Instagram? Send me something funny. Well, call it out. I don't care what you do. Just don't hurt anybody. And if you do, I'm not responsible. And as always, brought to you by Punch Drunk Sports Podcast Network. Coming soon. So follow along with them at Punch Drunk Sports. Follow Deacon, Adam the Bills fan, Apollo Nick Pop, Nick Pop 12, and Red Pintle Tailgate. Thank you. Subscribe. Do your thing. Go Bills. Let's enjoy the bye week. We got some stuff coming, some good interviews. Can't wait to get down to it. Stay tuned.